0: Hey, this is Anthony Kalia. You're inside the Sound Museum.
1: Hey, this is Leo, and a big welcome back to the Sound Museum, the music podcast that explores that personal connection we all have with the music that we listen to. Firstly, a massive thank you to everyone who supported last week's podcast, Supporting Aussie Music. It's really important that we support local music, and I plan to do one of those episodes every few months. So any local artists out there, if you have a new track coming out, make sure you let me know. I'll put all the links in the show notes. So when I first started the podcast back in January, I had no idea how it would go, who would listen... But over two months on, I'm just amazed by the scope of the podcast. We have listeners from all over the world and a massive thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast. Obviously, there's a lot of listeners from here in Australia, also the US, New Zealand, UK, Singapore, Spain, Belgium, Canada. Overall, the podcast has been listened to in over 27 countries around the world. So thank you so much for your support. So when I first started the podcast in January I had a few ideas for some episodes but one idea really came to fruition during the Delta Goodrum and Danny Minogue episodes. Both episodes were set in 2003 celebrating 20 years of Danny Minogue's Neon Nights and Delta Goodrum's Innocent Eyes and at that time steady singles were a big thing and I thought let's do a show on the humble beef side. So that's what the show is all about today. But before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast provider, that way you won't miss any future episodes. If you're using Apple Music, make sure you leave me a lovely review, and on Spotify, you can also leave a star rating as well. Now some of you who are maybe a bit younger may be wondering, what on earth is a B-side? Well, on a 7-inch and 12-inch vinyl and cassette, you have two sides. A-side and B-side or side one and side two, so that's where the B-side name started. The A-side is considered the single, the song which is pushed to radio and tv for promotional purposes and of course hoping to be a hit record on the music charts. The B-side is generally a track secondary to the A-side, it could be an instrumental version of the track on the A-side, it may be a live or an acoustic version Or it may feature a song which may or may not appear on their artist's album. So why do we have B-signs? Back in the day, having a B-side on a single was a really great selling point. You may have bought the album from your favourite artist, but when they release a new single from the album, they may include a new track on the B-side of the single, and sometimes that track does not appear on the album. That creates a better incentive for fans to also buy the single, and also helps the song perform well on the charts. So what kind of tracks appear on a B-side? So remember, a B-side is considered an extra track not previously released, although it can be a track which is from the album. Are you keeping up? (laughs) So for example, if an artist is releasing a new single from a forthcoming album, they may include a track from the album on the B-side, to give fans a taster of what to expect from the upcoming album. Or the B-side may be an instrumental version of the main A-side track, It could be a live or an acoustic version of the track or even a remix. Now, sometimes back in the day, record companies would also include an interview with the artist on the B-side, just to keep things interesting. (laughs) So let's talk about the role of the B-side and the CD single. Obviously with a CD you only have one side. When CD singles first emerged in the late 80s, they would often include several tracks on the CD single. For example, the main track, a B-side and maybe a remix of the track. In the US, mainly in the 90s, record companies would also release a two-track CD single, an A-side and a B-side, and another longer maxi single, which commonly featured remixes. While over in the UK, record companies would often release two CD singles when an artists released a new single. The first CD usually had the main single with maybe a couple of B-sides and usually those songs would not appear on the album. And the second CD would mainly feature remixes or live tracks. Now, this was a great incentive for fans to buy both versions as each CD contained new tracks. So it's a win-win for the artists. They get more sales and it's an extra win for the fans because they get extra content. Because back in those days, it was all about the physical product, pre-download and pre-streaming. So the next topic I want to explore is B-sides and experimentation. Now having a B-side on a track is also a great way for an artist to experiment with their sound. The track may not fit on the album due to a different direction. So when an artist is creating an album, they may record tracks which don't fit the album's direction. So they will save those tracks for future B-sides on their singles. In the 90s, a band like Westlife may have a 12-track album, and from the album, they would release four singles. With each single released, there were normally two CD singles for fans to collect, featuring B-sides and remixes. So all those tracks the band recorded that didn't appear on the album they would hold back for the B-sides. Speaking of Westlife, their debut single, Sweeled Again, was released in 1999. And here in Australia, we got an EP which featured five B-sides, so five tracks which did not appear on the album. So fans who bought the album had a great incentive to also buy the single as well. So I guess the next question we need to ask, are B-sides really leftover tracks? Not necessarily. As I previously mentioned, often B-sides are kept aside because they didn't fit the album's sound and style. And sometimes B-sides are often strong songs that fans often wonder why the track didn't make the album. Sometimes the track is so good, video also play that B-side as well. A good example of this is Kylie Minogue's track Made of Glass, which was the B-side to her 2005 single Giving You Up.
0: We're talking as rare and is that necessary and time doesn't count at all. For human and boys like the silly girls with like a million noise in a million worlds like a million beats and a pretty and a Need us, huh. the boy in the west, from the corner in the east, from the walk the sweat,
1: in the name of the beast, but and south, send oblivious made Maid of Glass received extensive airplay in Australia at the time. Now often when I hear a B-side, I think, this song is really strong. Why wasn't it on the album? And even more surprisingly, it often fits the direction of the album, but for some reason, it was left off. Another example of this one is Britney Spears' "I'll Never Stop Loving You." From now- That track was the B-side to her 1999 single, You Drive Me Crazy, and that track is often considered much stronger to the ones which appeared on the actual debut album. Now, a fun fact for you about that track from Britney Spears, I'll Never Stop Loving You. That was actually a cover of a 1996 track by a US singer called Jason, The track only reached number 62 in the US but it reached the top five in New Zealand. Let's check out Jason's version of the track. When we talk B-sides, a common question is, can a B-side overtake or equal the A-side? And the big answer to that is yes, and in the past it's happened a lot. Did you know that Queen's iconic track, We Will Rock You, was the B-side to We Are The Champions? such a great track. Now we all know the great U2 track, Where the Streets Have No Name. That track had a really good B-side called The Sweetest Thing.
0: thing. thing. thing.
1: And who remembers this iconic track, which appeared in the movie Ghost. Ghost. Such a timeless classic by the Righteous Brothers' Unchained Melody was actually a B-side for the single Hung On You. Another example where a record company got it completely wrong was with Glory Gaynor's classic anthem I Will Survive. Now this was actually released as a B-side to her 1978 single Substitute. Now due to DJs all over the country flipping the side and playing I Will Survive, the label then released the track as an a-side justice prevailed In 1985, Madonna was everywhere. She was absolutely massive. In Australia and New Zealand, we got the single Angel and Into the Groove separately. But in the US, Into the Groove actually appeared on the B side to the single Angel. Another question that we need to address are B-sides on streaming services. Now, I've noticed a lot of B-sides are not on streaming, but it really depends on the artist. For example, Kylie Minogue had some excellent B-sides during the light years and fever periods. A couple of my favorites: Paper Dolls. And this one, good like that. Sadly, both of those tracks do not appear on streaming services. However, when I was doing the Dr. Goodrum special for Innocent Eyes a few weeks ago, it appears that all her singles are on streaming, including all the B-sides, which is fantastic. Now, I feel it's really important for artists, especially ones who have been around since the 70s and 80s, to have all their singles on streaming services with the original artwork, so fans can discover their history, but also discover those B-sides, remixes and extra tracks. So, after all that, what is next for The Humble bee side Well, unfortunately guys, it doesn't look good. You very rarely find CD singles these days. Sometimes, artists may release a limited quantity, but very rarely do we see CD singles in store or online. And with downloads and streaming, The Humble bee side is all but a distant memory. These days, an artist will drop their single on streaming services. They may also drop a few remixes or an EP of mixes, but very rarely do they include any B-sides. However, what I've noticed over the years is B-side type of tracks often appear on the deluxe versions of albums or on reissues. So these are often leftover tracks that weren't used for the initial release. So in researching this B-side episode, I thought... What are some of my favorite B-sides? So I've chosen five tracks from five of my favorite artists. First one is Queen Kylie Minogue. Now Kylie has so many amazing B-sides, so many that I absolutely love. But if I had to choose one, it's a song which even to this day, I'm like, why wasn't this on the main Enjoy Yourself album? Let's go back to 1989. 1989. track is We Know the Meaning of Love, the B-side to 1989's Tears on My Pillow. Moving on to my favorite diva Mariah Carey. Now over the years Mariah hasn't had that many B-sides but this one I absolutely love. The B side to 2001's Never Too Far Hero Medley, There For Me. The track was actually a leftover track from 1999's Rainbow album, and she co-wrote that track with David Foster and Diane Wan. Next up is Anthony Clear. gorgeous song, Don't Tell Me, which was the B-side to 2005's double A-side, Rain, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Now this next B-side makes a cut because a few weeks ago I did the Danny Minogue Neon Nights special and I was going through all her old CD singles and listening to this B-side again, I absolutely love it. That was Nervous, the B-side to 2003's I Begin to Wonder. And my favourite final B-side is by one of my favourite artists. He's an amazing singer, songwriter, producer. I miss him so much. The late, great George Michael. love that one. That was fantasy, the B-side to 1990s waiting for that day. Well, this episode has been heaps of fun. I've really enjoyed researching all things B-side and I really hope you enjoyed the episode and make sure you let me know your favourite B-side and you can do that by following me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. So make sure you let me know your thoughts on the humble B-side and don't forget to let me know your favourite B-side. Also, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, Museum AU. I post new videos every week, so make sure you like and subscribe to that channel as well. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for your support and listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And make sure you join me for the next episode of the Museum. Until then, have a great week. Take care and I will see you soon.